Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hey, Eileen. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> Here we are, 101. Yes, we begin again. This is us starting Fresh. anew, starting like we never started before. And yet we have full knowledge of everything. <laughs> Absolutely everything. Wisdom. So I went to uh, I went to yoga this morning, which is an unbelievable thing before wow, I, on the day before uh, I record. But so I was biking back home and I saw a dude wearing a fucking Santo shirt. And I was nice. like, it is a sign I'm on the right path. We haven't done a Santo song in a lot. A Santo song. A Santo song. A Santo song. <laughs> we haven't done a Santo movie in a while. It, well, a sign, first of all, that, you know, doing good things, but also time to do another Santo movie, which, yeah. I mean, sorry, we're not doing that today, but. Yeah, sorry, know. guys. This is not a Santo film no, today, but. Not today. Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Yeah. So, how are you doing over there? Oh, um, I'm doing okay. I uh, I woke up early to uh, go over my trivia stuff for today, and mm-hmm. uh, my cousin Carla, who lives in Italy, who I'm going to see in just a few weeks because I'm going to Italy, and um, she calls me and she's like, "Aha, y qué días que te va, y qué días que que llegan, whatever." Uh-huh, I was like, uh-huh. "Here, these are all my dates and whatever." She's like, tu tía es un desastre. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, you mean your mother? Siempre, I don't know tía. if I've said no, no, it. No. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've said it before in the pod, but mi tía, who is basically like our matriarch, she's got mm-hmm. three kids and they're all older than me. And um, I'm the baby, basically, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. my cousin Gabriela sometimes give, gives me some shit about. Like, well, you're the baby. And I'm like, oh, so sorry to the actual baby, but <laughs> it's fine. Took your place. Sorry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that I think is the most hilarious about us is whenever we talk about my tia, their mother, mm. it's always... Even between the siblings, they're like, bueno, tu madre hizo esto y esto y el otro. Y bueno, es que tu madre hizo el otro y el esto y el otro. And then when they're talking to me, they're like, bueno, tu tía, blah, 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 blah. Y es que tu tía, no sé qué puta. And I'm always like, well, your mom and your mom and your mom. So it's oh, funny. Man. It's just so hilarious. I love it. The Aileana feature on Uyke Horror. Yeah. She's always welcome here. <laughs> I'm trying to be patient. I'm a careful traveler. I like to have plans, not like insane, strictly plans, but like I like a blueprint and I like a blueprint ahead of schedule, like a big chunk of time. As someone who has traveled with you, you are very good at that, at least being like, this is where we're going. This is where we're staying. This is how where we're going to get a car. This is the train we'll take. Like, it, nothing is left up to chance, but it's very much like when you get there, it's like, aha, okay, what are we going to do now? Like, now we can yeah. just, like, chill and hang out because all the logistics have been taken care of. You know what I mean? Yes. That's my priority. Love it. I need to know where we are. What, the, what does the map look like? I mm-hmm. need to know... 
all that stuff. And then when I do, I can take a breath, have a bev, eat a food. Yes. Like I can do eat the a food. thing. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes. So Absolutely. I'm just trying to. Y ella y mi tía. Ah, es que nosotros podemos agarrar el vuelo de para ir a Venecia cualquier día. And I'm like, no, we can't. We cannot do that. I will not allow it. And. Yeah, we're both Tauruses, her and I. Híjole. We are both testarudas, mm -hmm. testarudas. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to breathe, breathe, be patient, yeah, and uh, calmly go to Italy, which would, in other cases, be a very thrilling, fun time. Which it will be, and I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, I'm doing Duolingo, and I'm just fucking running around saying, La donna ha un pollo. She has a chicken. And it's just <laughs> like, yes, I will definitely use that sentence in Italy at some you point. You better so... fucking use that sentence in <laughs> Italy. And just have Italians looking at you like... Quack, quack. What is that? What do you think fucking say? Como? Como? Que dice? I actually think that Italy is a perfect segue into our film for today. I think so too. In a really small, random way, which we will get to. Um, yeah. So how about we take a sharp left turn from Italy and talk about this preposterous movie that I I will t I will take it. <laughs> I will take the blame. I picked this you movie. Know, it's funny because I was having a fun time in the beginning and then it quickly like got kind of boring and lame. And I was yeah, like, yeah, you know, I didn't hate this movie. Like, no, I, I no, didn't not hate at it, all. But it is an hour and 15 minutes. And if you're an hour and 15 minutes, you shouldn't be boring. That was an hour and 15 minutes, Johnny. Yes, it was an hour and 15. It felt like. A solid two. I agree. Like it starts off with a bang where you're just I'm confused, very oh, yes. confused. Like, what am I yes. looking at? What the fuck is going on? But entertained. And then you just kind of are like, wait, what? Demasiado. It's just like it's it's like somebody was like, we're going to Italy, which we're not. We're going to Argentina. And yeah. unlike Eileen had no logistical plan about like where <laughs> we were going. Like, how are we going to stick the landing? There was none of that going on here. Yeah. So the yeah. movie that I picked for, <laughs> for today is Sangre de Virgenes from mm. Argentina. 1967, uh -huh. written and directed by Emilio Vieira. And uh, it's... is there an Italy co connection there? Like, is Italy a sponsor? Does, did they give us money? What is the deal? I looked on IMDb. I didn't see any Italy connection. Uh, listen, the, the Italy thing that you see here is in the title credits. It's like, I don't know fucking Italian, but it's like La Collezione, eh, la collezione Direttore di, Emilio Vieira. And I'm like, I don't fucking know why. <laughs> There's all these words in Italian. I was yeah. like, what's what's happening? I honestly got a little nervous. I was like, fuck, is this Italian just dubbed in Spanish? Pero no. I don't know. This is a fully ADR'd film, but you can tell their their mouths are They are speaking Spanish. Yeah, they're speaking in Spanish. Sí. Okay, so we're going to talk about this movie, pero primero... Before we do... Yes. <laughs> well, first, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, because we're a fucking blast. Let's get into yeah. some titulos de terror. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh I my god, I'm so curious. Stupid ass one today. Okay. <laughs> so I picked Dracula Dead and Loving It. Do you remember that movie? Oh fucking- my god, dude. With fucking Leslie Nielsen. When I tell you, as a young child, the the chokehold that Leslie Nielsen had on me, which oh, is such a weird us. thing to oh, say. Love him. Naked Gun. Oh. I, I, just anytime Leslie Nielsen appeared, I was like, yes, I need to. I, physical comedy, all that goofy, stupid. I, I'm pretty sure I watched Dracula Dead and Loving It in the movie theaters in Brazil. I absolutely did. I was living <laughs> in Bolivia at the time, and it had me roll it like i yeah, loved it haven't seen it since then couldn't tell you anything about it couldn't tell you i just remember you know being a child and giggling my fucking ass off so i was like the best because this movie sangre de virgenes i would like throughout it i was just like this is some goofy it's goofy shit it's goofy. The vampires this is a vampire movie everybody they in particular are very goofy, like <laughs> borderline stupid looking. Like, I'm so sorry, yeah. but that's just the way it is. No. So I was like, great, we're doing Dracula Dead and Loving It for a titulo okay. de terror. So in Spanish, it's Dracula muerto, pero feliz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Muerto, pero feliz. <laughs> you know. Dead but happy. I'm dead. Yeah. But I'm happy. But I'm happy. Uh, so, and in Brazil, in Portuguese, it is Dracula morto mais feliz. Is that how you would say it? <laughs> yeah. Great. Morto mais feliz. Great. All right. So, okay, let's get a synopsis from you and then let's fucking talk about this movie. Yes. Okay. So this synopsis is actually from Tubi because everywhere else had a full Bible to describe this film. And I was like, you don't need a Bible to describe this. God bless you. So thank you, Tubi, again, for just being the treasure trove that gives us all the magical gifts. Right. And also watch this movie on Tubi. That's where we watched it. That's where we found it. Yep. Yeah. Sometime in 19th century Argentina, the mysterious Gustavo spoils Ophelia's wedding night by turning her into his vampire bride. Fast forward to the swinging 60s, where a group of hip teenagers, teenagers? Oh, I don't think so. Lies and deceit. (laughs) Deceit. When a group of hip teenagers foolishly spend the night at an old lodge that is reputed to be haunted. I I fucking love that. Okay. (laughs) Let's go to Argentina. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's go. Here we go, everybody. Cheesy Flicks presents. Cheesy Flicks! Cheesy <laughs> Flicks! I wrote it down. Cheesy Flicks presents. Cheesy Flicks <laughs> presents. I just had to say it. You okay, had everybody? to. Fucking Cheesy Flicks presents. Cheesy. With a picture of a Swiss uh, cheese. Swiss cheese. <laughs> Sangre de virgenes. Okay, so Cheesy Flicks presents. We open in a spooky forest. We see this woman, Ophelia, gorgeous, blonde, in a ridiculous dress, and she is smooching this man, Gustavo. The dress is (laughs) yellow and, like, poofy-sleeved, 
It's got cleavage-y. like very cleavagey tits abound in this movie. Oh, so many tits. It's got like white bows, white accents. She's wearing a big yellow hat. The hat. She looks like a Disney princess to me. It's very um Mary Poppins at the race kind of vibe. Yes. Almost like all weirdly gave me almost like Southern Belle vibes. Yes, yes. You know what like I mean? gone with the windy yes. kind of thing. She looks yeah. like a cake. Like throughout she this does. movie. Sabes que uh-huh. those decorating things get, that you put on top of toilet paper, que es una muñeca. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this fun. Put this woman on top on of a toilet. A fucking roll of toilet, toilet paper. Oh no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. She, so this is meant, like, her outfit and Gustavo's is meant to tell us we're in the past, okay, everybody? Oldie timeies, yes. <laughs> Oldie timeies. Oldie timey. Okay, so they're smooching, and they pull away from their smooch, and oh, <laughs> oh God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> toilet doily, that's all I can think of now. Toilet doily. Toilet doily. So Ophelia is like, Gustavo, <laughs> I'm scared of losing you. My parents want me to marry Mi primo Eduardo. And here I was like, Call me primo. Wait, I was like, Oh, I misheard. No, no, I was like, It can't be. No, No, I I misheard several times again. And I was like, I I just misheard it. It's fine. No, no, no. It it couldn't be the primo. Oh, it's el primo. It it, it absolutely fucking is. It's totally el primo. So Gustavo says, No podrán apartarte de mí. Nunca. They will never mm. be able to uh, take you away from me, basically. Yeah. Never. Okay. Ominous. So we cut to Ophelia's like beautiful mountainside home. It looks like Lodge, very like Aspen vacation. You know, we're skiing yeah. kind of thing. And yes. this is where she lives with her parents. And we see Ophelia. Her mom is there also dressed like a fucking toilet doily. The hair. The Did hair you see the hair? Is two feet above her head. And made of like different loaves of bread. Like Absolutely. it, lo- it, it looks like, you know, like pull apart bread whenever yes, it's like delicious. It's a monkey bread. Monkey bread on the head. Please join me in bed. Like, <laughs> like sleeves on sleeves on sleeves. Cake, All the sleeves. Toilet doily. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so it's Ophelia, her mom, and her dad. They're sitting around a table on a veranda outside. It's gorgeous out here. Very, very pretty mountainside. And they're being served a meal by a spooky, pale butler who yeah. reappears throughout this movie. And he seems to be a very like ominous presence around here. And he seems to be kind of like eavesdropping on this uh, conversation. Not conversation. They are arguing. Everybody's arguing. Everybody's arguing. And Ophelia's like, I don't love Eduardo, my fucking cousin. I don't want to <laughs> marry primo. my fucking I don't want to marry him. And her dad is like, oh, you're too young to know anything. Plus, what does this guy that you th- this dude you say you're you're in love with? What does he have to offer? Nothing. Nobody knows anything about this guy you're dating or his family. He's a fucking weirdo. I also want to just very quickly in the beginning when we see her and Gustavo talking where she's like, I need to marry my primo, bro. She says to him, all you have, <laughs> all you have to do is go and talk to my parents. All you have to do. That's all you got to like, do. I'll, 
we can get together. We'll get married. It'll be you and me. All you have to do, Gustavo, is hablar con mi mamá y mi papá. And it's her only request of him. And he's like, I simply cannot. And I will have you forever. And you're like, okay. So then we cut to this conversation again where the parents are like, what's up with this dude? Nobody knows anything about him. And it's like, I can understand her frustration where she's like, all you had to do was go and talk to my mom and dad, bro. And at this point, you know, we don't know that Gustavo, duh, is a fucking vampiro. Okay, this is our vampiro. But I thought the Uh same thing. I was like, this could be easy. Like, why, because you're a vampiro, why does that prohibit you from going to speak to these people? Like when we see them in the spooky forest, it's yeah. it's sunny. There's sun out. I was like, day maybe walkers. Yeah, day walkers. These are day walking vampires. I was like, maybe he can't go go talk to them. Pero no. He's just Pero like, no. no puedo. Never no explained. Puedo. Nada. Nope. Nada de eso. Okay, sure. Whatever you say, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to this conversation with, you know, the the arguing parents and poor Ophelia. And then the primo arrives, Eduardo. And he says here, ¿Cómo estás, Hola, tío? tío? Hola, tío. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's confirmed. This yeah. is her fucking cousin. No puedo. Gross. Es que no puedo. Guacala. So <laughs> he goes up to Ophelia and he's like, I finished your portrait and I want you to accept it as a wedding gift. And he hands her a portrait that he painted of herself, of Ophelia. And it's rather good. It's a lovely Lovely. portrait. Lovely. Yeah. Cut to Ophelia and Gustavo in the woods again. And Ophelia, like you said, she's like, I choose you, but all I need you to do is talk to my parents. And Gustavo literally moves into a little crook in between two, like, branches. And he looks into the camera and he says the barrel right into it into our souls and he's like i can't do that and i can't explain why and i was like okay and so ophelia is also like well then this is goodbye this is goodbye goodbye this is the end of our love i'm gonna go marry my fucking primo here we go i'm gonna begin my life with my primo and gustavo again (laughs) he says no podrán apartarte de mí Nunca. I mean, should have just gone to speak with the fucking parents, but bro, you know. it would have made it so much easier than <laughs> so you much ca- easier. With this drama that you're causing. No, no puedo. <laughs> End of movie. Ver. Just go talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Cut to Ophelia's wedding, and she's decked out in again the bridal look, Jonathan. It's a cake of a wedding dress, and like I was kind of feeling it because it's so awful. It almost looked. And a reminder, this movie came out in 1967. This is right. a film of the 60s. And when yes. we get to when the 60s officially begin, Ooh. it is going to be super 60s Yeah, yes. Pero este vestido, esta mujer sale. And I was like, this is from 1983. Like, Absolutely. This is a dress of the future from in that time frame. That is a dress of the future. Yes. It I is felt... An, an, it yes. belonged to like Jennifer Grey at the height of her like absolutely. Being. It almost gave me like borderline Spaceballs vibes from the wedding at scene from Spaceballs. One thousand percent. She yeah. has a braid that comes out of the top of her head yes. and comes down like onto not her a, chest. Onto her chest, like and. Remember, we've talked about how she's looks like from 
Gone with the Wind time. And right. then this dress comes out and it looks like she's out of a spaceship yes. in a, the Austin Powers movie. Like it's there are insane. Two two poofs atop her head. <laughs> two poofs atop her head. And I was honestly like feeling the poofs, feeling the braid. I was the I, braid was great. I, the hair does I was like the rest of it, a disaster. It, insanity. But insanity. Like, I, what What are my eyes looking at? But the braid, <laughs> fabulous. Love. The braid was and great. And she yeah. is like, she's a stunner of a woman. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous woman. woman. Gorgeous. Okay, so we're at Ophelia's fucking wedding to her cousin. And at the altar of this weird ass priest is like, Ophelia, do you take <laughs> your cousin Eduardo as your husband? But she doesn't say anything. No, she just stares. She just stares. And from the crowd, we hear like, there's like a low hubbub in the crowd. And then Ophelia looks to her right and, uy, Gustavo the vampiro is there staring at her. He's all lit in green. I think he's like at a window or something. I don't yeah, think he's it, at a window. Nobody else can see him. I don't think. Sure. But yeah. she can see him. I, I, I think mm. is what we're supposed to believe here. The priest, again, you want to marry your fucking cousin. And finally, Ophelia is like, yes. And then we see Gustavo and the pale butler who's standing nearby. They receive this news and they don't look pleased. So at this, at this point, at least for me, I was like, oh, the pale butler is like. In cahoots. In cahoots. He's like the, Igor to this Dracula, basically. Renfield. Ren, Renfield. I was like, that's wrong. It's not Igor. Renfield to fucking Gustavo's Dracula. Thank you yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. Okay, Ophelia marries her fucking primo. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to Ophelia's boudoir on her wedding night. A storm begins to rumble outside as Ophelia gets naked and gets into bed with her fucking cousin, now husband. And now it seem seemingly she's into it. Oh. Like it's it's so interesting to me that she was like Gustavo you're the one for me. Talk to my parents, please. But mm -hmm. also, I am so in it for you, bro. Like, I am ready. And then when she's denied, she's like, all right, well, then I'm going head first into this fucking cousin marriage. This, my husband, C-U-S-B-A-N-D. My husband. My husband. Oh, no. Now, this does bring up an interesting thing about Ophelia in this movie is that when it's time to have sex, she's like, yes, I'm totally down. If anything, I'm like the men need to. Well, not all of like I'm like, OK, she's into this. And the men are very like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. like there, there's some you know how we're always like six or, or 70s kissing and 70s sex is so like awkward and stale yeah. and timid. Uh, it began in the 60s, everybody, because it is yeah. rampant in this film. Rampant. Truly. Yeah. But I do like that, you know, I guess you could. I mean, who knows? We'd have to talk to the actress, but the character, like when she's when it's time to have sex, she's very sex positive and is like, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down yeah. to have sex. I'm ready to fuck. Right. Let's fucking do it. So she's in bed, you know, weirdly 60s style having or about to have sex with her husband. I do need to mention right here because I don't want to mm -hmm. talk about it anymore. Uh -huh. We get a quick shot of a red seagull flying around and hooting 
like laser beams. It sounds to me like, but it's definitely people making that sound. And it's supposed to be a bat. Okay. (laughs) We're we're talking about this up at the top because that note came at, it's one of the last things I wrote in my notes. Yes. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the seagull isn't red. They've put like a red filter over the lens and okay so i think the reason it's red is supposed to like kind of hide the fact that it's a seagull but that's a motherfucking seagull seagull. and i'm pretty sure it's supposed to represent a bat because this small shot this Mm -hmm. red screened flying being that we see with the yeah it is sprinkled throughout this film we see it every now and then like just like oh oh oh, okay yeah never explained never nothing is ever told and i'm constantly like the thing i wrote the most was i hope they explain what the deal is with this and i wrote seagull (laughs) oh it's a fucking seagull it's a seagull i think it's supposed to represent a bat what it is actually supposed to represent is that that is gustavo in his seagull slash a fucking bat form i think is what's going on here wow that's i did not i was just like okay this is already i guess because a lot of this movie i was like is this meant to be artsy fartsy yes Attempted artsy fartsiness. Attempted. Yes. Oh, girl. Yeah. Girl. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so awkward 60s style kissing, and then Gustavo walks into the room, and we get a zoom in close up of his face. His fangs are revealed, and he looks (laughs) so stupid. (laughs) Like, so stupid. It's the type of fangs where. They obviously just put the teeth, quote unquote, whatever they were made of, in between the top lip and the actual tooth and the teeth. So he has to, with his lip, hold the teeth down against his mouth. So it's just... Eileen's face right now, everybody. Eileen's fucking face. It's like, you know how sometimes when you when you pretend to not have teeth, you like put your lips over your your teeth and you're like, oh, look, I'm an old lady. Right. It's that. But it's this man trying to hold these teeth in place. And it's hilarious looking. It almost looks like I mean, I know buck tooth is like right here in the middle. It almost looked like a looks like a buck tooth vampire because yeah. the teeth protrude over the bottom lip. And mm-hmm. like it just looks so dumb. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> All right. So in comes Gustavo with his stupid teeth and he stabs Eduardo in the neck with a big ass like dagger knife through the through neck. the neck in one side out the other other like it's rather brutal actually yeah i agree so eduardo dies and then gustavo and ofelia have some weird eye close up action where his stupid looking face is all like wide eyed and he hypnotizes yeah. her and she passes out so he comes up to her grabs a boob 
and starts to suck on her. There's so much just like, I'm just going to grab your boob at the most inopportune moment throughout <laughs> this film. Yes, Having I lunch, can't wait for the next I'm going to grab time. it. Yeah. Sleeping, but grabbing those boobs. Brushing your teeth? Why not? Grab a boob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he, he's grabbing her boobs. He begins to suck on her neck. He pulls away, and his he's all like bloody mouth. You know, he's been sucking her blood. And his face turns into a drawing. These are our opening yes. credits. This was, I was like, ooh, cool. The blood on his lips becomes the title of our film. Like, it comes like swirling up onto the screen. Sangre de Virgenes. Very, very cool. Very cool, this animated opening yeah. credits. Very I agree. cool. So we see Gustavo, he goes to a cemetery and from a grave out crawls Ophelia, who now also has silly fangs. Gustavo helps her out of her coffin and they begin their vampire life together. And the credits continue, which again, like very cool, spooky, weirdly in Italian. (laughs) This is where we were like, what? uh, what? (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah. And the art that we see here, which, again, I really liked, is basically shots of what we see in the movie. Just like boobs, naked women and fucking weird vampires. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if I because remember, we did Aura Calabra a while ago Mm -hmm. and that was it was in Italian, but it was an Argentine film. And I think there is a huge Italian population in Argentina. Yeah. I wonder if that's what the vibe is or like, you know, sabe? I think, you know, b- these movies are so old. And also, you know, because it's from Argentina, maybe not a lot of eyes on it, not a lot of research done about it, which is why we couldn't find a lot of information. But right. I wouldn't be surprised if, like you mentioned, there was an Italian production company maybe oh, helped produce this film or algo así. You know what I mean? Or in general, just like, I mean, again, there are a lot of moments where it feels like this movie is trying really hard to be artsy fartsy. And I wonder if this was another time where they're like, well, you know, Italian would look very uh, artsy fartsy in our opening credits. So maybe that's what it was. You know where they have art? Italy. In Italy. <laughs> Italia. <laughs> okay, so we see two seagulls flying around together. And now. We're in the swinging 60s. So the two seagulls, Woo! I believe, are fucking Ophelia and El Gustavo in their seagull slash bat form. Wow. I genuinely am completely baffled now that that's them flying around. I was like, oh, this is, again, I Artsy was like, farts. art? <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think you are correct. I think this is I the am idea. The one, uh, yes, you are right. I think it this makes is a what lot they were trying to, now. trying to give us. Yeah, okay. We're in the swinging 60s. Okay. <laughs> this section is basically an almost 10-minute music video. So please bear with me because I'm just going to list it. I'm just going to list the things yeah. we're looking at. So ju- it's a paragraph. So yes. just uh, get ready, everybody. This okay. is a montage that nobody speaks for. There is a good chunk of time where there is zero. It is just clips of things and people doing things. And people and doing the- things. And this music. So I just let me play a little snippet of this music so you know what accompanies all of this shit right here. OK, let me turn this up. Hold on, everybody. 
Alright, this is what is happening underneath that ridiculous, ridiculous music, which actually is very fun. Oh, totally. We see a lot of fucking awkward 60s style kissing that is not fun to look at. I don't close ups of mouths, just like thin lips, just pecking at each other. And then all of a sudden, name of the pod. And then all of a sudden, we're 20-somethings and we're dancing on a boat while our friends ma- are making out in the corner. And then, hey, there's our pal with funky yellow glasses. And then our other girlfriend puts on a fun record and she's like, es bossa nova. And now we're all dancing weirdly, super offbeat. Then- Dude, <laughs> so offbeat. Why so is off it? Beat. And this, this happens a lot in 60s movies where yeah. like the dance moves were not ever on the beat it's people shaking their bodies and being like we are shimmying down the street nary attaching a shimmy to a beat it's all off kilter bonkers how much shaking can you do ma'am well i put a fringe on me and let me show you bitch (laughs) i will shake the night away And then all of a sudden we're skiing. We're on a ski lift filming each other. And now we're at a nightclub and funky dude from with the funky (laughs) yellow glasses from before is wearing bigger glasses. Now he's such a goof. And then we're skiing again. Somebody falls. Oh, my goodness. There's a seagull that's supposed to be a bat. And now we're at a hotel. Wait, no, no, no. We're back on the makeout boat. And then we're fucking awkwardly making out in the woods and somebody's putting their hand up my skirt. And then we're skiing again. Club again. Another club. Lady Gaga. Nightclub. <laughs> plane. Bus. More, bus. Other bus. Other bus. More red seagulls. More horrible kissing. A close-up of someone's eyes. A shot of a bedroom? Sure, why not? Back at the club, someone pulls out a woman's boob and starts to fucking kiss it in public. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. everybody. And then this fucking woman with her boobs out is pulled up on a bar to dance with her tits out. And dude with the funky glasses fully assaults her. Oh, but it's cool because we're all dancing and it's the 60s, everybody. And it's the 60s. And then all of a sudden, boobs out dancer is in her granny panties and we get a weird shot from underneath of her dancing that I was like, I feel like a peeping Tom right now. This is like, grade school level shit where somebody's like i'm gonna put my my cell phone under your skirt and snap a secret picture that's what it felt like to me well the underpants (laughs) to begin with were just slapping in the breeze i was like that looks like a a fucking uh what is it called cuando te metes a bañar a shower cap it looked like a shower cap with holes for her to fucking put her legs through dude yeah Yes. That's what it fucking looked like. Yes. It looked like a shower cap, like an old timey shower cap with holes for her legs to go through. And she's, again, oh. shimmying the day away. The yep. tits are flying everywhere. everywhere. And then the camera is like, oh, yeah, time to do an under the leg up. Like, if those underwear weren't there, this is a pap smear. Like, Absolutely. we were fully, like, that's her uterus. You yes. know what I mean? It, man. It, felt weird and also it this whole montage felt very upbeat and they had a lot of like 
goofy moments in it, especially with that one guy that had like the chin strap beard. Yeah, that I that's was funky like, glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funky glasses, chin strap beard. He was like the the goofball of the movie. Yes. And so if I was like, is this gonna be a comedy? Like I thought it was Yeah. Like a like a sex romp. Almost 60s. like a like a Tehi from Brazil. Kind of yeah. like that kind of thing. It felt like that, like a Porky's from the sixties, but a horror. And I was like, but "What? No, that's not no. where we go with this movie. We take ourselves very seriously around yes. here. Aside from yeah. this, you know, music video montage. And honestly, exactly. at this moment, I thought, "Oh fuck, is this what this movie is going to be? Like a like you like you said, arts attempted artsy fartsiness. I thought that yeah. this was what we were in for. And I was like. How am I going to fucking do this? How am I going to take notes on this shit? But we do have a hint of a plot that I will get to. <laughs> I had to write down, who is this main story about? Because another thing with this insane montage of this group of people that are doing, it seems like a tourist type uh, trip yeah. in in this space is... I don't know if those up close shots of the kissing are meant for us to recognize who those people are. And because we're following a large group of people, you're yes. like, who, who are we Dude, focusing on? This was tough. And th OK, I'm also going to say they're all white. All the guys all look the same. All the Igualitos. women look the same. Literally Igualitas. same hair color, same Todo skin color. I was like, who Everybody. the fuck is who? Who are you? Who are you? Who, who are <laughs> who? you? <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't easy as I was taking uh, my notes. So, you know, bless you. pray to Jesus, everybody. Okay, anyway, <laughs> it's weird. It's fucking artsy-fartsy. It goes on forever. The music is nuts. Okay. Yeah. Finally... Our crew, who I will try my best to introduce everybody, but our crew is driving through the night. So it seems that like the groovy trip is over and they're heading back home, but they run out of gas. Se quedaron sin nafta, which I've never fucking heard in my entire life. Never heard nafta. that in my life. Well, cool. Something we learned. Okay. So... There are seven of them. There are three guys and four women. And I'm just, I'm going to be very clear with you right off the top. I will not tell you who everybody is. I won't. <laughs> Great. I we will don't not need tell it. you. There are a few people that I'm like, okay, you, I guess, drive our plot forward. But I don't know who everybody is. So. Not necessary. Sorry, everybody. Here we go. So Funky Glasses, who I was like, tour guide? Friend, who are you? I also was like tour guide. I think he's the tour guide, the most inappropriate tour guide you've ever met in your entire life. But I Legit. believe he is the tour guide because their car says it was like turismo de turo de para turiar. Yeah, <laughs> a ver, vamos a ir a hacer un tour. Cofresi tours. That's what it was. There you go. Okay, so funky glasses, our fucking tour guide with Cofresi tours, checks the tank, and he's like, "Yup." Out of nafta. And so they're all like, what do we do? Es la una de la mañana. Like, it's the middle of the fucking night right now. And at this point, I was like, what is that noise? Because in the back, you just hear like, ooh, ooh. Yes. 
And it didn't it's, stop. It, it was didn't constant. Stop. It was aullidos, I believe. Like they're, yeah. I, I think they're howling. Yes, of there some are sort. wolves in the distance, I guess. So they read a nearby street marker and then they see they're way too far away from Bariloche, which seems to be the next town. So they're like, well, we're going to freeze to death out here. So we got to find a place to go. Well, because Bariloche, I think, is where they were at because that skiing moment is. Not to be this person, but I have been to Bariloche. Excuse me, flower. (laughs) I mean, I went because my parents took me when I was little. I have very small recollections, but I remember Mm -hmm. it is a ski town and it does get snowy and it's Mm -hmm. very popular in South America as a place to go to to enjoy like snow winter activities right hilariously enough it all happens in june and july because that's where winter is down in the southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. um so i remember like being a little kid and like it does have this odd like a very log cabin-y very like somehow german influency kind of yeah like european european kind of vibe. as hell yeah like yeah, yeah. why are we in switzerland all of a sudden in yes Argentina? very much so so it seems that like the the nearest town at least is bariloche but they're mm-hmm. stuck out here in the middle of fucking nowhere and so funky glasses is like there's nowhere to go i know this place like the back of my hand there's nothing out here Except for the finca of the Mur- of the Morano Gutierrez family, which, by the way, is Ophelia's last name, and he's like, "It's empty, but I won't go in there because they Ay, say no entro, no entro, porque they say that no one lives there. But then all of a sudden, people see things there. They'll see people appear, and one of the gals, I believe this is Laura, she goes fantasmas, and another gal. Think this is Beba says no Ay, fucking <laughs> for she real. Belted that she's like no fucking way. Ghosts, yeah. Let's go, vamonos, vamonos. And Funky Glasses is like, well, it's super close, but don't you dare think of going there. Cut to them walking through the dark woods with a flashlight to the same house that we saw at the beginning of the movie, Ophelia's house. So they go in. And one of our main characters, his name is Raul, which I didn't hear that name until I'm going to say 15 minutes to the end. But his name is Raul. I don't think I ever did. Yeah. I, I actually, when I first started taking notes, I called him plaid because he's wearing like a plaid <laughs> jacket. But then I was like, OK, his name is his name is Raul. We're going to fucking call him Raul. OK. So Raul finds a candelabra, which he lights And they all gather in a room with the fireplace, which they light up. And Raul says, I'm going to go find us something to eat. So off he goes alone. In the kitchen, he starts looking through cupboards when he hears creaking. And he looks toward the sound and sees a shadow climbing some nearby stairs. And finally, the pale butler appears. And this creeped me the fuck out. He had him in his bowl cut. I was like, sir, can you what are you doing here? (laughs) I would have run screaming from this house, this apparently empty house. But Raul is like, whoops, we didn't think anybody (laughs) lived here. Sorry. And the pale butler says, no hay nadie. Está deshabitada. And then he leads Raul to a dining room with the table set with food. Cool. So Raul rushes back to tell the others. But the pale butler stays in that dining room 
and he puts some white powder into a carafe of wine. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> back with his pals. Raul is all like, holy shit. I just saw an old timey dude and a table full of food. Come see. So they all eventually end up at the dining room and they're all like, ooh, whoa. whoa. It's, the ADR is hilarious. Just like, because <laughs> there's food on the table. So Raul sees the carafe of wine and he says, que raro. Seven glasses, and there are seven of us. And we get quick shots of each of these actors. And for some of them, that's the only close-up they get in this entire movie. Dude, I'm telling you. I was like, yo no sé quién nadie es. No. We never see anybody long enough, except for a handful. And not even a handful. Yeah, I'm going to say like four of them. Maybe yes. four of them. The rest of them are like glorified extras like absolutely yes or ma'am and when i tell you it shows a flash of their face i mean a flash 0.5 seconds and not even like full face they're like profile and shit like they might as well be giving us their backs that's how much we're gonna know who they are and again all brunettes all brown hair all white people i'm like who the fuck is who Who? i do not know what's happening here all right (laughs) enjoy enjoy your close-up okay and so one of the women beba Maybe. I don't know. So because remember, little fucking Raul was like seven copas. Que raro. And Beba Ike. goes, Ike. and she comes up to the glasses. She grabs one. She tosses it. She's like, way. Y ahora quedan seis. The glass shatters against a portrait. And it's the portrait mm. of Ophelia in the corner. And I was like, Beba. The fuck Why are you, are you doing? doing? This? What what would it, what was the point? What of was that? the purpose? Now I can't have some fucking wine, Bella. Yeah, Bella. <laughs> how about you're the one that doesn't get wine because yeah. you're the one smashing glasses? You what fucking hoe. The hell. Okay. So everybody sits down to eat and drink the wine, which I was like, whoa. Oh, except for Raúl, who's looking at the portrait of Ophelia, and Laura, who. Is by the way, Raul's girlfriend slash fiance. Sure. Lady lady friend. Lady friend. She comes up top to Raul and she's like, here, have some wine. But he says, no. And at this point, I was like, what kind of people go into an abandoned, uh, apparently abandoned house, find a creepy butler, a table full of food, wine, sit down and eat? Like, in what world does this happen? Absolutely no world. No world. Absolutely not. If I walked into a house that was pitch black from the outside and I found a full on like large dinner table filled with food, like just sitting there, I'd be like, that is poisoned. Death. Yes. A ghost. It's so or, many or different. Or this is hell and it's just enticing me. This is hell. That is drugged. <laughs> I, I something somebody will capture me if I sit down to eat this chicken leg. Fuck you. I'm out. Absolutely. But, you know, this is a, you know, quote unquote horror film from 1967. So these fools are just chowing down. We must shovel <laughs> this food in and this beverage. So it's a little while later and everybody passes out because of the wine. They're all by the fire. Raul, however, does not pass out because, duh, he didn't drink the wine. And all of a sudden, Raul hears an aullido, a howl that sounded to me like a soprano. I was like, that's just a woman being like, no, just off in the distance. (laughs) 
So he grabs his candelabra to go check it out. After he leaves, however, Gustavo and his fucking dorky ass vampire fangs come into the room where everybody's asleep. And he goes up to one of the women, I don't know which one, and her boobs, they're just out. They're just out. Just uh, My boobs are out. And he starts <laughs> to suck on her boobs. And at this point, I think he's either sucking blood from her boobs or he bit her neck because he pulls away and there's sangre on his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So he's drinking blood from... From somewhere. 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 Either boobs or neck. Boobs or neck. Or both. Maybe both. (laughs) Raul, meanwhile, is exploring the house or looking for the soprano. And he finds a room with a dusty old mirror in it. And he cleans a small section of the mirror, which I thought was going to lead to a scare. Pero nada. I did too. Nada. I was like, reveal somebody behind you. Show us behind you, yes. What's there? Nope. Nothing. A missed a missed opportunity. He goes into another room and there he finds a four poster bed, which, by the way, in the insane music video segment at the top of this film, they showed us a flash of that. Oh, whatever. So fucking what? weird. They, they <laughs> absolutely did. Wow. And then we Ophelia <laughs> appears. She's in her white nightgown. Bearing her fucking goofy ass fangs at him. And we have this like weird hazy fade thing happen. And it seems that Ophelia thinks Raul is Eduardo, her fucking husband. <laughs> her husband. She it, she seems confused as to. Because yes. she looks at him and she sees Eduardo for a while and then kind of like it. It uh, uh, Wayne's world yeah, yeah, exactly. into yes. into fucking Raul, Raul yeah, at, which is never explained whether she's imagining him to be that. But I honestly, I don't think so, because she later on is like, yeah, you're uh, hey, what's up? Let's yeah, uh, absolutely. She's about a, to get down and dirty with this man. And also. Busy. I, maybe it's just her fangs go away, like because at first they're out, but then they <laughs> yes. go away. So I was like, okay, so I guess she's not threatened by him or something. I don't fucking know. Sure, or not hungry for him, sure. or doesn't want to eat him, or yeah. any of that. Yeah, because in that same transition of Eduardo to Raúl, she quote unquote transforms, and her weird teeth <laughs> dissipate or go away. Or maybe they were just like, how do we make the fangs disappear? Because we don't like that. Those sure. effects maybe didn't exist back then. So it's like, we'll just yeah. do a hazy fucking Wayne's world. So she goes up to Raul and she says, soy un ser condenado. No happiness in life. No peace in death. Save me from the horror de vivir en la muerte. She kisses him. And we cut to them in bed with him going down on her? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Which I was like, uh, like, what about Laura? But oh, well. So we get a fucking lengthy 60s style awkward sex scene. And the best part, it's so long. The best part for me was the AD. This is an ADR sex scene. Oh, because she is moaning and groaning and her mouth is closed. Absolutely. <laughs> but like the moaning and groaning is like very, I'm so sorry. I just have to do it. But it's like, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Like, are they, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Right. And she's like, 
Right? This dude, I, I swear, that fucking ADR. Oh my God, you're so right. It was it so, is. it was so uncomfortable. Can you also, can you also just imagine being in like, I mean, what a booth or something to record this and being and like, just be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, how much longer do you want me to fucking do this? <laughs> oh my god totally how embarrassing oh so embarrassing okay and it t- it's like i swear to you it is a 10 minute section of this film it oh, feels it's like it's so 10 fucking, fucking minutes long. 10 minutes totally okay it's the next morning raul wakes up pero ofelia is nowhere to be seen she's gone and outside funky glasses has found someone to give them some nafta so he comes driving up to the house with what do you call this a loudspeaker loudspeaker and um yeah uh, a bullhorn yeah like you put your mouth up to it and it makes your voice loud hey everybody hey, we're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it's not it's not a breaker breaker one nine no. it's a it's a, a honk yeah like it amplifies your voice loudspeaker yes, yeah. bullhorn Louds- y'all loud- get what bullhorn. we mean i think it's bullhorn loudspeaker is attached to a pole sure is a static thing somewhere. Uh-huh. But the bullhorn is it. the one you're holding it and yes. you're like, hey, everybody, we're yelling kind of Listen, thing. Listen, teaching you shit on Wiki Horror. <laughs> so he's, gla- Funky Glasses has got his bullhorn and he's like, wakey, wakey, let's get the fuck out of here. And here we get all the women's names. So they are Laura, Beba, Claudia, and Gloria. Cool. La Claudia y la Gloria, ¿quién puta sabe quién es? ¿Quién son esas iguelas de la puta? They cast them and then said, fuck you. Fuck you, man. Okay. (laughs) And then so Raul and his pal, somebody, the other fucking guy. I don't know his name. The other dude. Yes, the other guy. Because remember, it's three guys. It's Raul. Bela's boyfriend? Girl. It's Raul, Funky Glasses, and this other dude. I don't know what his name is. I, I'm so sorry. So we'll so, go. We'll go with other dude. Other, other dude. dude is good. So they all come out. They join Funky Glasses, but none of the women come out. The women aren't in the house. So the guys start to yell outside for them because like out here it's all open mountains and beautiful. Very beautiful. I did really like the shots of Bariloche that we oh, got. Oh yes, gorgeous. There's a beautiful lake. It's the mountains are huge and like snowy at the top. Beautiful footage. Yeah. It really, you know what? This is very, very, very light suggestions, but the movie, because like, especially because of like the mountains and the snow, but there were moments where I got very light. Very different, but the shining vibes out yes, here. You know I what I agree. mean? I agree. I agree. I agree entirely. One other thing that I will give this movie credit for is <laughs> in the effort of it being artsy fartsy, mm-hmm. uh, which is just me being confused as to how they were handling the vampire flight. But um, when the kids, kids, when the people are in the house and because there is no light, they have these candelabras that they're like walking through the house with the lighting they chose to use to reflect that they're being lit by candles. Uh-huh. You could tell they were making an effort to like, OK, use a focused no, I would. I don't. I'm gonna use spotlight just as a as a general term, but like 
Use a focused spotlight when you're following them as they enter rooms so that the fire, quote unquote, of the candelabra is lighting up, but it doesn't fill the entire space. It only does a very certain section around the person, which I thought was very smart for like 1960s. Like I was like, this is a cool way of depicting, oh, we're seeing through candlelight, even though it's a little it's a little it's not great, but the effort is acknowledged and does a good job. I agree. I think yes. they did a good job with that. So these guys are shouting out into the mountains. Beba, Laura, Claudia, Gloria, Beba, Laura. Oh, my God. Forever. Pero nada. Es que no dejaban de gritar. Uh, I dude. literally wrote. Shh. Oh, dude. And again. <laughs> 10 minutes sex scene, now 10 minutes of screaming. Just Laura, Eva, Claudia, Gloria. They're searching <laughs> the woods. Nada. And then after searching for a while, they find Laura's shoe in the snow, which is honestly, yeah. I would be like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Yeah. What the f- that's scary. That's, that's straight up scary. So all the guys pile into the car and they begin to drive away because Funky Glasses seems to think the women hitch hiked back to Bariloche. Pero Raul is like, why the fuck would Laura leave barefoot? No, there's no way. As they're driving, they see a car being driven by the pale butler. So Raul is like, follow that car. A chase ensues, and somehow Gustavo, the vampiro, appears in the back of pale butler's car, and it seems they lose funky glasses and the guys because we cut to a commissioner's office. This was the lamest car chase I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely. It was like he moved next to it and then there was like, and here we are in the commissioner's office. What? Nary a moment of speeding. They try to build suspense because the road that they're on, like it's like mountainside on one side and then just like a cliff into the ocean on the other. Yeah. But it is... uh, there is not a moment of suspense here. Not one moment. Nary. Okay. Nary. So at the commissioner's office, Raul and Funky Glasses are like, they're telling the cops about the house and the missing women. And the commissioner is all like, well, there hasn't been anyone living in that house for years. But <laughs> we'll go check it out. So Raul and Funky Glasses are like, can we Go with you guys to go check it out. Yes. Cool. So they all go back to the house with the cops. Absolutely not. Say no. You're civilians. You're not supposed to come with me to investigate shit. Go to the hotel and wait. (laughs) I was like these because from now on. The commissioner just pops in every now and then, and it's these boys that are doing the investigating of what's going on. Oh, but like and literally I, I, the cops arrive at the house and the guys go in before them. I was like, what are we doing? What are what we are doing? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is not how this is done. Insane. So when they're inside the house, they find the residue of the fire that they started, and they find that little clean spot on the on the mirror that Raul made and the pieces of shattered glass by the painting of Ophelia. So okay, they were here. Wait, uh-huh, por favor. No, I think I think we're meant to believe that they're not there because they go to the fireplace uh-huh. and it's clean. The fireplace has nothing. So I think. The moments as they're like running around the house, like seeing like what's going on. Why is there no ashes in the fireplace? 
everything at the table has been cleared. There's, it's like we were never here to begin with. So it's like we're kind. Are we? Were we crazy? Mm, and then I when see. Raúl sees the thing in the mirror, he's like, "Oh, hold on, no, no. We were I, here. I did this. We were here. I'm not crazy." And he finds glass, the broken glass that fucking lavaba, baba, beba? la lavaba, whatever. <laughs> that fucking lady that okay that helps because i was so confused i was like we're wasting time here why are we establishing that you were already here but that makes right. sense basically it's like the scene was cleared yeah somebody got rid of the evidence except for the mirror and the shattered wine glass okay Correcto. got it got it got it got it meanwhile in a nearby cabin is this the same house? Is this Girl. fucking Ophelia's house? I don't know. I think it's a nearby cabin. Ophelia is in there and she's watching over two of the missing women who they're all dressed in white, all laid out with their eyes open, which is creepy and weird. Ophelia reveals her goofy fangs and we assume she drinks some of their blood, I think. I was surprised that she was there with those gals because I yeah. I wrote up and down the thing when the girls disappeared. I was like, ooh, that Dracula made them his wives or mm -hmm, something of mm -hmm. the sort. And then when we see this room with the girls, I was like, oh, hold on. Ophelia's, Ophelia's there. Right. She's I guess she's still a vampire and needs to drink blood. Sure. This is the moment where I was like. Pero nadie virgen. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to talk about this too. Sangre de virgenes? Okay. You're virgen gonna... where? Who? Virgen where? Where? Literally, the top of this movie, the fucking music video montage, I was like, porno. this, nobody in this space is a virgin. No, I am not slut shaming here. Absolutely not whatsoever. No, but fuck the night away. Go for it. Pero nobody's virgin here. <laughs> we literally have a montage to show that these couples are sexually active <laughs> like that's the point at the yes. beginning of this film and I'm like sangre de virgenes si esta gente está culiando toda la noche entera como que como que who Who's virgin blood? where yeah there is no virgin in this movie so we're in Raul's hotel room and he's chilling and smoking a cigarette when all of a sudden Laura all pale and dressed in white, appears at his window. She looks fabulous, by the way. Her hair. Fabulous. She's got 60s these, like, all the way. Uh, like, very, like, bouffanty. Not bouffanty, but, like, up in the back. She looks great. She looks yeah, fucking great. great. So he lets her in. He gets her into bed, and he calls down to the concierge asking for a doctor. Pero we see that the pale butler picks up the phone downstairs at the front desk. Not good. And I thought here, I was like, this is actually a creepy situation. If you really think about it, like, you know, you spend the night in this. You shouldn't have spent the night there in the first place, but you wake up and all these women are missing. And then they start showing up and they're like pale and like so they don't remember what happened. This is a nightmare. Catatonic. Yes. Because Laura was catatonic. Absolutely. She was like, uh. So it's terrifying to to be in this like mysterious women disappearing situation, especially if it's your fiance kind of thing. Absolutely. Just not executed well, unfortunately. A great idea, just not executed very well. A little while later, there's a knock at Raul's hotel room door. Supposed to be the doctor, but shocker, everybody. Paging Dr. Dracula. 
It's Gustavo, the vampire, pretending to be the doctor. And as he is taking some blood from he's Laura. Handsome. Oh, he is. He absolutely, he's very handsome. Great hair, you know, piercing eyes. I'm going to say like classically handsome. So in comes Gustavo. He's taking blood from Laura, like not sucking her blood. Like he's taking it with a syringe and Laura's asleep. Yeah. So she wakes up and when she sees him, she freaks out. But he hypnotizes her with his goofy eye close-ups and she passes out. And he gives Raul a little pill bottle and says, give her one every two hours. And I guess he just fucking leaves with her blood. Sure. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a while later, Raul is resting at Laura's bedside when he is awoken by Laura having a nightmare. And she is like, no, no. Beba, la sangre, la sangre, beba, beba, beba. And he gives her a pill and some of that water to come down, but it, that, it doesn't do shit. Not a thing. Not a thing. So he calls down to the concierge and he's like, send up that doctor again. But the concierge is like, uh, no doctor here at this hotel, dude. Not here. This is what was scary to me. Yeah, that the is scary. The fact that you're like, well, I'm confident that there is a doctor in this hotel. He has come into my room before. He has taken blood. my fiance's blood. I've given her and, one of his uh, pills. Yes, I have I have given her <laughs> medication that was handed to me by said doctor. Yep. And now that I need him again and I call down to the fucking floor, the concierge, and the man tells me there is no doctor on the grounds i would i would freak genuinely scary genuinely scary yeah. absolutely Terrifying. i agree i agree so he's like no fucking doctor that's weird so raul's <laughs> like okay forget the doctor get me in touch with this phone number in buenos aires a little while later raul's hotel room phone rings it's his call from buenos aires and he says hey tito it's about your sister laura get to bariloche now, bam, cut the Tito and Bariloche with Raul and funky glasses. And in a car, Raul tells Tito everything. Your sister Laura is all messed up. The other two women have disappeared. The cops aren't doing much. The woman I had sex with at the house. Sorry, I was cheating on your sister, but the woman I had Girl, sex with at the house definitely he is laying le it telling him out. everything. I cheated on your sister, but at least the woman wasn't a hallucination. And by the way, <laughs> the pill that the fake doctor gave Laura were placebos. What the fuck is going on here? Well, first of all, <laughs> oh my God. The minute we saw Tito, I was like, excuse me? Dark and handsome, a little stocky, just like a... Burlier, like I'd say. Burly, yeah. yes. Fucking swarthy. Like, not swarthy, but like something about him just... Oh, just a delightful yeah. look and just smoking cigarettes in that hot way that you're just like, yeah, I'm I'm into that. I agree. But Tito is like, y la mujer esta que te la, quote unquote, culiaste, at least, you know, like that it's not a hallucination. And Raul turns away from him, looks out the window and he's like, no, brother, that was not a hallucination. Ew, like he might as well. Gross. I mean, he is. Turned on Ew. about it all over again. I'm like, my guy, not only are you revealing too much to your fiance's brother, mm -hmm. but you're showing lust again, yep. reliving the moment. That's not cool, my dude. Not cool at fucking all. <laughs> Ew. 
That was no hallucination. <laughs> Dude, uh, let me tell you let me something. Tell you all about I this went time down fucking on cheated that on your lady. sister. Oh, uh, uh. it was the best. <laughs> fucking dope. Oh, man. Sangre de Virgenes starring Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> a la point break. <laughs> I'd watch it. Okay. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> We cut to Ophelia strolling through the woods with El Vampiro Gustavo. And she's all, she says to him, you ruined my life. I never wanted to be the undead. And he's like, well, I did this for you so you could live forever. And he tries to seduce her by just shoving his face in her boobs. I didn't ask for this, this, you asshole. This was sad to me. Like, yes. He's just shoving his face in her boobs and she pulls away crying and she's like, no. Me quiero morir para siempre. Which I was just like, this is fucked. She did not ask for this. And he's like, well, I did it for you. No, fuck you. No, bitch. You know what you should have done for me is talk to my fucking parents (laughs) to get married to me, you fucking asshole. I can live with the fact that you're a vampire. I can live with it. Absolutely. I was down to clown and you were the one that refused to talk to my toilet holder mother (laughs) as well as my father. So you can go fuck yourself. You want me to be a vampire? Let's communicate about it. We'll have a conversation. I will consider it. I will consider it. All you got to do is talk to my fucking parents. But so didn't. it's on you. I moved on. Mm-hmm. I decided uh, that my cousin was did. the better choice. She <laughs> yes. fucking moved on. She Ugh. was like, I'm ready and willing. You didn't want to commit. So I choose my I choose my choice. Mm-hmm. And I went and I said, I'm making my cousin my husband. <laughs> and now I'm the one that has to be stuck living forever mm-hmm. because you're a son of a bitch. Because you don't know how to fucking do things the right fucking way, which is. Asking my parents to marry you. <laughs> I choose my choice, Charlotte York. Okay, so <laughs> so she continues to cry, which I was like, this fucking sucks for her. This is really sad. But then, like, again, the the woman has a strong sex drive because mm-hmm. all of a sudden they, like, they get together and they kiss really weirdly with their weird fang mouths. <laughs> Later on in Laura's hospital room, Tito and Raul are there with her, with her and they notice two f- bite holes on the side of her neck. So they're like, oh, vampiros, puede ser? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> we cut to Raul's hotel where he and Tito are arguing about vampiros. One is like, I don't believe in it. The other's like, I do. And then Raul gets a phone call. The cops found Beba. Cut to a cemetery. Tito and Raul arrive, and they discover that Beba was found in an abandoned grave, which, again, fucking terrifying. Horrible. Horrible. No, thank you. And as the medicos are carrying Beba out on a stretcher, Raul and Tito have a look at her neck. Bite marks. And here I was like, is she she dead? dead? Yeah, (laughs) she looks it. She looks dead. Her eyes are open. They might as well. Eyes are open. But then literally as they're like rolling her out of there. They're like, well, we're taking her to the hospital just to make sure. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe she's She's not alive. I well, question mark, question mark. Sure. And then Tito and Raul go back to the hospital. And again, Laura's like, no, sangre, la beba, sangre, beba, beba, beba. And then Funky Glasses comes in and he says, the commissioner wants to see you because apparently they've apprehended a suspect. So Tito stays with Laura. 
Raul goes to the police station. Very quickly, Please. did you notice that every time there was a car that like arrived somewhere, they the screeching? put a screeching. <laughs> yes, like, every car. Screech! I was like, guys, every car is arriving at a thousand miles per hour <laughs> and like desperate to stop. It's so funny. But the sound effects in this movie are so fucking funny. For for example, so this part coming up. So. Outside the police station, a mob has gathered. And the hubbub of the crowd, this sound effect, is it's just like... <laughs> and also I was like, wait. So the town knows about the missing women? So I guess this is like a big deal. People know what's going on here? And this is the only time that that's brought up. It's like um, this... The liter- it's literally a mob of people like, oh, there's a guy that's running around collecting our women. Like, when did this news come when out? When did it get out? How, what is time here? Did this, didn't this just happen last night? Yes, exactly. I don't understand. And honestly, even though I'm going to talk about this section, I don't know what this has to do with our fucking movie. But anyway, let's talk about it. Absolutely. So <laughs> Raul arrives at the police station. He goes in to speak with the commissioner who tells Raul a man was found at the lodge. I want you to identify him. But just then, though, there's a commotion outside because the mob is beating the shit out of the fucking suspect. But the punch sounds are like, Ow. And so hey. Raul, hey. <laughs> so Raul and the commissioner come out to check, like to look at the suspect who is fucked up. Bloody as hell. This man might be dead. Was it Renfield the butler or no? I was going to ask you the same thing, <laughs> but Renfield fucking appears later on in the movie. But he, the okay, man is so, so bloody not. that I couldn't that you tell. you can't tell. But yeah, me too. I, I honestly was going to ask you that same thing. It could be. Could be. And so Raul sees this bloodied man and he's like, nope, not him. Oh, well. And they just walk away. Let's keep going, everybody. Okay, so Raul goes back to the hospital to be with Laura. And Tito then heads back to the hotel. And Laura shows Raul her bites on her neck. And she's like, I've always heard that people who were bitten by a vampire... Become a vampire. But Raul's like, honey, that's bullshit. This was all Vampiros a night- en el siglo XX? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a line said twice in oh, this man. film. In the beginning by Funky Glasses. He's like, vampiros en el siglo XX? And then this fucking guy again being like, come on, Laura. Vampiros en el siglo XX? Come on. <laughs> Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> so he's like, Laura, this has all been, it's it's just, it's an, it was a nightmare. Nothing more. And when you get better, we'll go back to Buenos Aires and we will get married. And so this section was interesting to me because I was like, I guess interesting twist in vampire lore because Laura's like, I'm going to turn into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And Raul says like, well, no, that's not how vampires work. Only you'll only turn into a vampire if you don't take care of yourself and you die. Then you'll become a vampire. And I was like, I guess in this movie, that is what happens. I mean, if we're thinking of it, I always go back to um, interview with the vampire. Absolutely. And when they make uh, 
Kristen Dunst. Christina? Kirsten Dunst. No, but what's her name in the fucking movie? It's like Christine. Christina. Whatever. Whatever. Fucking Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, she's on the brink of death. Claudia he sucks her. Claudia. 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 She's at the brink of death. He sucks her blood up until the point where she's about to die, and then he feeds her his blood mm-hmm. that it has been basically like it's a transfusion to him of her and then back to her of now him. of him yes that is honestly so, just to drop this in here one of the top vampire transformations i've ever seen when i was a kid and like her that camera shot of like her hair curling up into the hair ringlets, turning curly I used to the rewind best. that shit over and over anyway sorry continue so good but also like if we're and we're if we're thinking of when he makes Louis is Louis dies after he takes the blood of fucking Lestat because remember he does the same is Louis Brad Pitt Louis is Brad Pitt and Lestat is like Oop, here take take live yes. forever drink my blood <laughs> and then Louis is like whoa what's going on with me and Lestat is like don't worry you're dying yes totally yeah mm-hmm. so like. I mean, listen, this is Anne, through Anne Rice's lens sure. and like, yeah. who knows, like what I'm sure they're all different versions of right. it. But it's nice that we get this director's point of view of right. what he what his vampire uh, logistic is. Exactly. Basically. Like this is different vampire lore where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. at least in this universe, if you get bitten, if you don't take care of yourself like that bite. I guess can kill you and if you die yeah. you will come back as a vampire so that's what yeah, yeah. I, at least I think that's what's going on in this movie mm-hmm. so he's like cool we're gonna get you better we're gonna go get married in Buenos Aires they kiss and he grabs her boobs again just grabbing Dude, boobs this boob grab in particular this, was the worst ve- one. like she is ill Crying. in bed has officially just had a full-on like conniption panic attack. Yep. Has had l- several transfusions done to her so that she can get better. And this guy's like, you know what, babe? I think it's time for me to grab them titties, sir. Sir, not the time. Not I'm the Ill. time. I might be a vampire, <laughs> and you want to fucking touch my boobs right I now? I couldn't believe it. And also, the top, she, I didn't even realize it at first, but as they're having this whole conversation, I was like, oh, you can see her boobs through her top. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Okay. Dude. We're almost there, everybody. We cut back to the hotel. A woman is screaming. Everybody comes to see what's up, and the footsteps, <laughs> the footsteps of footsteps the sound effect of the fucking footsteps dude is comedy it's comedy it's just fucking comedy so raul and funky glasses find the woman i'm so sorry not raul tito and funky glasses find the woman and she's all like upstairs her room is empty i saw her and i was like who so they rush up to beba's room and Mm -hmm. so i was like okay so beba was alive, everybody. Yes. I think she was supposed to be alive and uh, getting better. So Beba's gone, and her window is wide open. Tito says to Funky Glasses, take me to the house where you all were that night. Okay, cool. Beba, meanwhile, I assume turns into a seagull and flies to the hospital, maybe? 
girl it's again I, I to me that was art going by so i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't have tell you just a painting so bea goes to the hospital she attacks raul and this grito and also raul smacks her but from the front like he's like tapando her her, her boca dude yeah bro what the fuck yeah. are you doing chill and your then, pants chill and then a while later a doctor hooks Bela up to an IV and she seems to be better, I guess. Sure. Yeah. That's what's Why happening not? here. Back at the lodge, Tito and Funky Glasses arrive to check the place out. Funky Glasses too, is too scared to go inside, so Tito goes in solo with his zipper lighter on Atolo Mamon, as you like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So after searching uh. for a while... He hears a weird tapping nose noise and oh my god, it's water tapping into it, just dripping into a basin. I was like, really? Dude. Okay. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> he then goes into the room where Raul had sex with Ophelia, just fully cheating on on his sister. And uh the room has like a little porch attached. And when Tito steps out onto the porch, he sees Ophelia walking through the dark woods. So he jumps down from the porch and he follows her to that nearby cabin that we saw before. He peeks inside and he watches Ophelia get naked. So, of course, he's like, oh, shit. He goes inside and the next thing you know, these two are having 60s sex. And I mean, uh, <laughs> she she does. <laughs> I I wrote down. This bitch is like, you want to keep me dead forever? Well, I'm going to fuck all these boys. Yes, like, which, again, I was like, love it. Girl, Dracula totally. dead and loving it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I am here. Y yeah. You converted me. Muerto, pero feliz. Pero... <laughs> okay, all right. So they're having sex. I must say, she looks great. Tito. Looks great. Bury me Ugh. in that fuzzy chest. Oh my god! All yes. fucking day long. Not fuzzy. It's a bald chest. Which, oh, he's which got was like shocking a, to me. A like a touch, a tuft, if you will. <laughs> and so, all of a sudden, Ophelia sees Eduardo, her her fucking cousin, her husband, standing cousin. in the corner. Pero Tito doesn't see anything. He's still like. Eduardo <laughs> offers Ophelia the same dagger that Gustavo stabbed him with back in the day. So she gets up, she puts her nightgown on, and she goes up to Eduardo accepting the dagger. And when she turns around, Eduardo is gone, but she has the dagger in her hand, which I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And Tito stands up, like, all like, oh, what the, f what the fuck is going on? Where did that come from, man? That, that just, like, from thin air. And she says to him, stay back. I don't want to hurt you. No te acerques. Uh, no quiero hacerte daño. And she's I was like, uh, okay. And she also says, ha llegado la hora de mi liberación. Don't <laughs> follow me. And off she goes. Dagger in hand, she leaves the cabin and she walks through the woods to another cabin. I Sure. I don't know everybody. I think this is where she kept the women before. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Inside this cabin, she opens a coffin, and inside the coffin, there is Gustavo fast asleep with his fucking dorky fangs po poking out. 
Her fangs poke out too. And just as Gustavo's eyes pop open, she stabs him in the heart and there's this big gush of blood. Gush. Cool. Good. Love the gush of blood. Gustavo screams and he dies. Tito comes up to the window and he watches as Ophelia then stabs herself in the heart, killing herself. Back at the cemetery from before, Gustavo and Ophelia's coffins are brought into a building where they are both cremated. But as the cops and Raul and Laura and everyone leave, we see the pale butler. He opens the cremator, I guess is what you would call it. And two bats fly out. Now, this, okay, this is the final sentence I wrote in my notes. Okay? Give it to me. Do they turn into bats or birds? <laughs> <laughs> well, you like the shot is dark and fast. Well, but the reason why I asked was because when the when the pale butler opens the crematorium door or the the little the chamber where they put the bodies uh-huh. in, bats fly out. Like this, you recognize like oh, those are two bats. Mm-hmm. Great. And then it cuts to the red screen with the birds. With literally and I was like, a flock of seagulls. <laughs> Listen, I ran. I ran so <laughs> far away. <laughs> but like, dude, I genuinely was like, have these birds been meant to be bats this whole fucking time? That moment, I again... This is the end of the movie, everybody. And I was like, I cannot believe. Well, I had an inkling before, but this is like, sure. ah, this was the choice you were going for. So yes. these two bats fly out, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's Gustavo and Ophelia. And I felt so sad. Sad! Me too! I was like, I was no. like, they didn't, die. they didn't even fucking die. Like, what the fuck? Let she her still gets die. To let her die. She Ugh. wants to die. Yeah. Oh, it was very, very that was very a bummer. Sad. That is ending. a bummer. Yeah. 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 So cut to more red shots of seagulls slash bats <laughs> flying around and fucking laser beams. Pew! Fin de la fucking película, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Great job. That was uh, hilarious. Let's get into some trivia. Emilio Vieira, the director of this film, um, Emilio Vieira was born uh, October 12, 1920, Libra, mm. uh, sometimes credited as Raul Zorrilla, was an Argentine film director, actor, screenwriter, and film producer between the 1950s and the 1990s. Wow. He was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. He is mostly known for his action and horror films, which were usually grounded in the exploitation genre, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. By the way, the commissioner in the film, the like the head cop, is our director, Emilio Vieira. So nice. congrats. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Vieira began as an actor in 1950 in the film Hombres a Precio. He began a career as a film director in 1962 with the comedy Doctor Candido Perez, Señoras, and is most credited <laughs> in this area of Argentine cinema. As both actor and director, he appeared in the science fiction film Extraña Invasión. We might have to oh, yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the gothic horror film Sangre de Vírgenes, the horror film La Bestia Desnuda, the action film La Gran Aventura, and the comedy Ángel, La Diva, y Yo. And the drama Cargo de Conciencia, which was his last acting role and last film shortly after he retired from filmmaking and died in, in 2010 at the age of 89. Well, good long life. Rest in peace, Good sir. Life. Yes, a very big catalog of films that he directed, and like he directed more than being an actor, but he also had a lot of stuff in his acting um, world. So, nice. way to go, dude! Let's talk now about Gloria Pratt, who yes. played Laura in this film. This is the other uh, the stuff on. Emilio is from Wikipedia, and this is also from Wikipedia. Gloria Pratt fue una actriz de cine, teatro y televisión argentina. So Pratt was a very recognized actress um, and in film and theater, uh, Argentinian film and theater during the 1960s and 70s. She started her career as a fetish actress oh. uh, together with Susana Beltrán, who played uh, Ofelia. For the director, Emilio Vieira, who she worked with seven of his films with. Wow. In TV, she worked in uh, the comedy program La Tuerca in 1965 and later in 1970 in La Butaca del Batuque. Oh, that's funny. Great title. Yeah, I love that. She made one, two, three, four, five, six. She made seven films from 1966 to 71. La Venganza del Sexo, which is a um, Emilio Vieira film. Mm -hmm. Placer Sangriento, también Emilio Vieira. El ABC, el ABC del Amor. La oh. Bestia Desnuda, Sangre de Vírgenes, Gitano y Así es Buenos Aires. And finally, let's talk a little bit about Bariloche. Great. The place I vacationed at so many times. Oh, I think she's I, so fancy. I, no, just the one time, guys. <laughs> San Carlos de Bariloche, usually known as Bariloche, is a city in the province of Rio Negro, Argentina, situated in the foothills of the Andes on the southern shores of the Nahuel Huapi Lake. It is located within the Nah Nahuel Huapi National Park, and after development of extensive public works and alpine-styled architecture, the city emerged in the 1930s and 1940s as a major tourism center with skiing, trekking, and mountaineering facilities. In addition, it has numerous restaurants, cafes, and chocolate shops. The chocolate. I remember the chocolate mm -hmm. being a major deal there. Right, And, yeah. like, people freaking the fuck out over the chocolate. The city has as of 2020, has an estimated population of 135,704 people. It's a lot of people. Tourism, both domestic and international, <laughs> is the main economic activity of Bariloche throughout the year. The city is very popular with Brazilians, Europeans, and Israelis. Mm. One of the most popular activities is skiing, and most tourists visit Bariloche in winter, which is from June to September, like I said earlier. Interesting. So every city has a sister city or a twin town, and Bariloche's 
twin cities are Aspen in the oh, United States, sure. which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, L'Aquila or L'Aquila in Italy. I think it's L'Aquila. Mm-hmm. L'Aquila. You know, say Duolingo, teach me, please. <laughs> Four different cities in Chile Osorno, Puerto Montt, Punta Arenas, Purranque. I've been to Puerto Montt. Oh. And in Switzerland, St. Moritz is her twin. Fancy. Town. So fancy. Yeah, very fancy. And uh, that's the end of my trivia. Lovely. All right. This is from Wikipedia. Let's talk about Victor Miguel Buccino, who wrote the music for this movie. Fun. He was born in San Miguel de Tucumán, Argentina, September 14th, 1918. So he was a Libra? No, lies. Virgo. That's a Virgo. September 14th. Virgo. Virgo. Oh, yeah. That's the day before my dad's. Right. Full Virgo. He was an arranger, composer, conductor, and pianist with a long career. Buccino was the musical director of RCA Victor, Victor, and was the musical director of the television musical program of that record company called Swing. (laughs) He directed and orchestrated the accompaniment of tango singers such as Edmundo Rivero, with whom he recorded between 1950 and 1953 on RCA Victor and Raúl Lavie. He also, by the way, composed some tangos of his own, it seems. He had an intense... I'm sorry, I just had to do some tango. It says here, he also had an intense activity linked to the cinema, beginning as musical director of the Mexican film Five Faces of Women. He appeared playing the piano in the Argentine film Morir en Suley and scored various films from El Seductor and Sombras en la, Flo- en la Frontera to La Casa del Amor and Allá en el Norte, both from 1973. In 2010, the legislature of the city of Buenos Aires declared him an outstanding personality of culture. Unfortunately, wow. he passed away at his house in Buenos Aires on November 21st of 2018. Now let's talk about Walter Carlos Clich Antonini. Uh, I believe he went by Carlos Clich or Cliche. Clich. And he played our vampiro Gustavo. He was born in Montevideo, Uruguay, October 19th. Oh, Uruguayo. Uruguayo. Uh, in 1926, October, October 19th is Libra, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he is a Chilean-Uruguayan actor of German and oh, Italian Chile, descent. Yeah. With 70 years of experience in theater, cinema, and television, thanks to his fame, he's, he held the status of first actor on Canal 13 during the 80s and 90s. First actor. Cool. Whoa. In 1980, he made his way to participate with great popularity in more than 30 telenovelas on Canal 13. The most important milestone in his career was starring alongside Yael Unger in the greatest success of Chilean telenovelas, La Madrastra, in 1981. (gasps) Have you heard of that? No. Me either. The telenovela had a great impact on Chile, managing to be... Yeah, this is through Google Translate. (laughs) Shown. I'm I'm gonna say yeah. exhibido probably means shown. like telecast. Yeah. yeah. Managing to be shown and managing to be shown throughout the world. In this period, Gleesh became one of the highest paid actors 
of Canal 13 and one of the most prominent actors of television, along with Unger. And it says here in he had 19... like three lines in this film. Oh, I'm surprised yeah. at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, like our main vampire guy, but he did not say much. Sure and didn't. He's... Not in the movie very much either. No, he's definitely, I would say Raul is definitely the lead of this film. Yeah. Yeah. It says here, though, in 1989, he started the Chilean version of the theater play La Cage de, la, de las Locas. Is that, I'm assuming that's La Cage of That's La Cage of yeah. Oh my God. Please tell me he was Robin Williams' character. I assume because at that point in 1989, I mean, he was born in 1926, he would have been older. So I'm assuming he'd be, you know, one of those older He's dudes. Armand. He's yeah. not yeah, Nathan yeah, yeah. Lane. <laughs> After two decades on Canal 13, in 2001, he was fired from his duties after the channel's economic crisis. In 2002, Glish filed a lawsuit against Canal 13 for unjustified dismissal, ordering the defendant to pay compensation and benefits. In 2007, the ruling of the Supreme Court leaned in favor of Glish forcing Canal 13 to pay him, it says here, a millionaire amount due to the unfulfilled <laughs> impositions by the channel. Wow, so, a millionaire ab- a amount. A millionaire wow. amount, rather vague, but a lot of fucking money. And it At says least here, a million. Right? <laughs> since the beginning of 2000, he has resided in the spa city of Viña del Mar, making <gasps> sporadic appearances or special participations in the field of acting. In 2012, he received a prize for his contribution to entertainment, arts, and culture in Chile, and I believe this man is still alive. Way to go, bud. Still gone. Fucking be like, fuck you, you owe me money, pay me a millionaire amount, and then I'm just yes. going to go live in Viña del Mar for the rest of my days. Adios. chill. Bye. (laughs) Wish you were here. Let's talk briefly about Susana Beltran, who played La Ofelia. She was born August 12th, 1942. Leo. Correct, right? Yeah. She's an Argentine actress. In the 60s, she entered the cinema with the emergence of the Nouvelle Vague, where she worked with Argentine directors such as Sixto Pondal Rios and Enrique Carreras. In 1965, she worked with another great of the genre, Lucas de Mar, in Los Guerrieros, and she made her first collaboration with one of the most recognized Argentine exponents of science fiction, bizarre and cult cinema, Emilio Vieira in the film Extraña Invasión, which you mentioned, which we need to cover. And it says here, just like you mentioned, Vieira, Emilio Vieira, made her a fetish actress largely due to her physical beauty. I mean, she is a stunner. With Vieira, she made a series of films, including, I mean, everything you said, except here it's in English, Sex Revenge, (laughs) Naked Beast, Bloody Pleasure, (laughs) followed later by Blood of Virgins. I actually was going to do... Uh, instead of Sangre de Virgenes, I was going to do what they call here sex revenge, which I believe is uh-huh. uh, La Venganza del Sexo, which uh-huh. also was known as The Curious Dr. Hump, but I couldn't yes! find it. I saw that title, Curious mm-hmm. Dr. Hump, fucking yeah. everywhere. everywhere. And I was like, 
And Dr. Hump. I'm going to try to find it, but I did this one instead because this one came out before. Fucking Dr. Hump. We got to do Dr. Hump. Yeah, you know what that's going to be. Like, we know what that's going (laughs) to be. Fucking lots (laughs) fucking. (laughs) Two little things that I just want to add to your information. This is from Wikipedia. Uh Well, the first thing about Gloria Pratt. Apparently, in 1965, she was arrested along with <gasps> Emilio Vieira for filming nude scenes for the film Bloody Pleasure, which I guess would be Placer sang- Sangriento. Sangriento. So, damn. Get naked cool. for your art. Getting all artsy fartsy. Badu did it. And hey, and then you get arrested. The last little thing that I wanted to add here about Bariloche, which you already spoke about. So this is from the Wikipedia. The name Bariloche comes from the Mapudungun word Buriloche. We've spoken about the Mapudungun Mapudungun people before on a previous episode. I cannot remember which one. Me neither. Sorry. So Buriloche, Buriloche means people from behind the mountain. Buri means behind. Che means people. And the Poya people used the Buriloche Pass to cross the Andes, keeping it secret from the Spanish priests for a long time. Nice. You don't tell them, motherfuckers. Don't you fucking tell them. And that's the end of my trivia for today. (laughs) Great. How about I ask you some questions? Great. Jonathan, were you scared? I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say... Sure, but very, very briefly, the moment where Pale Butler comes up the stairs in the supposedly empty house, I was surprised at how much that creeped me out. So I will say sure. How about you? No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A definitive no. (laughs) What was your best scare? I mean, you just said. I mean, I literally just said, yeah. So the Pale Butler coming up the stairs, but also I found the opening credits art very creepy. Like the the vampire, the women. The like animated thing that they did. Yeah, totally. It was scary and cool. So I give it to to both of those things the opening credits and fucking Pale Butler climbing the stairs. What about you? I gave it to the concierge call of like. Hi, I need a doctor again. The Oy. second call. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the and the concierge being like, no, no, sir, no doctor here. And just being like, oh, no. oh, fuck. that is yeah. very uncomfortable. Yes. Um, Who was your favorite character? Ophelia. Because, I mean, stunning, you know, fun kind of dramatic performance. And I liked, <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. The director here was like, you're gorgeous. Let's see your boobs and like, let's have yeah. you perform in this film. You know, like I get it. But this the character, like I said, was rather sex positive. Like this gorgeous man is here. I am going to have sex him. with him. This, Like yeah. you said, Gustavo was like, I know you're going to be my undead bride. You want me to be undead? I will fuck every man I possibly can. <laughs> and I was like, every yes. man I come into contact <laughs> with. So Ophelia all the way. What about you? For me, it was Ophelia, and I had to give a special shout out to Tito Oof. for being so fucking handsome. Tito, stealing um, hearts. <laughs> what was your best line? I give it to Gustavo's line, No podrán apartarte de mí nunca, because it felt very thesement, thesement? Yeah. thesis thesement. statement-y to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, he's like, totally. you will never get away from me. Fuck you. Like, Which sucks. Yeah. You know, You ruined everything, dude. You just had to talk to my parents, but you ruined everything. 
All you had to do was talk to my fucking <laughs> parents, bro. Uh, for me, it was, I think she, it was Beba that said this. I'm going to say it's Beba. Ay, que emocionante. <laughs> Just because there was a belt. And also, I, <laughs> I love that the word emocionante means like exciting. Yeah. Like it's to me just. This is so emotional yeah. is what literally it translates to. But I love that. Oh, it could be any emotion. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is, I love that. My emotions then, are peaking. I love it. Yes, I am having emotions. Um, And then the other line that I really like, just because I really like the way she delivered it was, no te acerques, no quiero hacerte daño. Mm. Just like, don't come near me. I don't want to hurt you. We have fucked. I have enjoyed your your fun times. I have something to do now. Yeah. And it's kill that motherfucker. Don't you fucking follow me. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> what was your best death? I'm going to give it to the husband, Eduardo, getting stabbed through the neck. That's That's got to take it from me. What about you? That is mine as well. Husband, yep. uh, neck kill husband. <laughs> Did you learn anything from of the culture? I learned that Bariloche is like a vacation town in Argentina. So, yes, I did learn about the culture. Sure. What about you? I also said yes, not only because of Bariloche, but of the new term for what was the term for gas that nafta. we never heard of before? Totally. Nafta. nafta. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is it? I'm assuming gas. <laughs> yep. Any Argentinos out there can tell us differently. Please tell us. And finally, how many uis do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie two uis. Um, it's not great. It's uh, fucking weird. But I liked <laughs> the ridiculous toilet doily looks. I really <laughs> enjoyed Ophelia and like how sexy she was. Tito was gorgeous. The fangs were so stupid, but made me laugh. Like it's just not great. Like this, the 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 seagull slash bat thing like that i you cannot guys, believe it come on i can't believe it i can't uh and it like like you said it gets boring which i'm like yeah no come on we start off with a bang with yeah. this like 10 minute montage of like ding 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 60s yes. time and we're fucking and we're doing the stuff totally. and then you're like and now we're in a detective film like yeah. it was Fully, Not good. a full point goes to that ridiculous music video montage. But anyway, it's yeah. not great. I had a fine time. Don't need to see it again. Two ooies. What about you? I gave it one and a half. Sure. Uh, same thing. I genuinely sat there and was like watching it, like my mouth kind of agape the entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, even to the point where I was like, oh, there, I forget that this is Tubi and I need ads. And so right. I would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I was engaged, yeah. but it was so ridiculous enough that I was like, zero spooks, fun to see 60s um, Latin America, spe especially Argentina. I don't know why randomly. I think it's it's always fun to see Latino films when people are wearing coats and like fall clothing and winter clothing just because it's so, I guess, not a stereotype because Latin America is warm most of the time. But it's I just nice to see. Yeah, you know I what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yes. There was a shot of Tito in particular where it was just from like shoulders up where you he is wearing a collared shirt, but underneath he has this scarf beautifully tied mm -hmm. in like an ascot way. I don't know the how, the names of knots and shit like sure. that, but 
Like it's genuinely the look is 70s, but at the same time, it's like, but that's also what you would wear when it's chilly. It's like a a beautiful way to show clothing. I don't know. I really like that too. So other than that, you know, in general, again, it's an honestly recommend watching this stoned would be hilarious. You know, I would say everybody, even though we're giving this like not a very good score, watch this movie for sure. I mean, that's the whole point of the pod. Watch the movie. But like, (laughs) like you won't be disappointed, I don't think. But no, no. But you're not going to be scared. And it's if anything, you'll see those vampire teeth and you'll cackle the night away. (laughs) Yes. Well, great. Let's get out of this ski town because I need to put my feet in some warm water and drink a cup of hot cocoa. I don't know how to ski, so let's fucking go. (laughs) Genuinely, neither do I. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with us. Even though we don't know how to ski, we appreciate every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. Make sure to follow our redes sociales. Every Friday, we let you know what movie we're covering so that you're prepared to listen and talk to us on Monday. And the only way you can find out what the movie is is by following our redes sociales. So on Twitter and Instagram, at Wikiorror. If you have suggestions for movies, send us an email at Wikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being the lips that hold our fake Vampire Frangs. Uh, you can follow them on their uh, redes sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. And Johnny, if I were to spend the rest of my days undead, I would want to spend it shimmying the night away with you. Only if we can turn into fucking seagulls every now and then. All right. You and I are seagulls flying through the red sky. And (laughs) I love you very much. I love you too. (laughs) And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, que horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, Que Horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós.